Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, July 2nd, 2021. I'm your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is Tim Ma Bunyan Gettys. Happy birthday to the king. Blessing Adioye Jr. You love to see it, man. You love to see it. A whole year older, a whole year wiser. Very, very proud to have you on the show with me today. Appreciate you, Tim. I, I'm honored to share a birthday week with you. Yep, it's, it's awesome. Good week. Cancer and season, that, baby. Cancer season is started, and with that, I got myself some cake. Oh yeah, well, hit, up, hit up, hit up the one and only Greg Miller, so we can have our birthday episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Oh I shit, it. I love what, it. What kind of cupcake is that? Moose must eat the other ones. Uh, I uh, don't know, but it looks chocolatey, <laughs> my friend. It looks no, chocolatey. I got a cheesecake. I got a cheesecake. He oh, knows his oh my god! Is there any way we can see that, Kevin? Is there any way we can show the people? Show us I'm that not, cheesecake, I'm not, I'm Kevin. I'm not lie. It was just one step too many. Just, just know that that's I'm fair, already enjoying fair. it. I believe you. That's I fair. believe you. I'm, I'm going to enjoy this. I haven't taken a bite yet. Okay, but, I'm going uh, to give a munch on this. Hell yeah. I'm going to give one bite. It's a chocolate chocolate cake that I got with a strawberry on top because Greg Miller knows. I don't know how he knows, but he knows that I love me some chocolate and some strawberry. I'm gonna give this a yeah. good. I'm gonna give this a, the, the the good thumbs up. A strong good thumbs up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now that I'm I'm 27 years old. Yes. Which wow, that is crazy, man. Yeah. That's how kind of funny works. All of a sudden, age just becomes this thing that just keeps changing, and all. And then you're five, ten <laughs> years later, and you're just like, holy crap! I feel like it happened. It, kind of funny ages you quicker. Because in my mind, you're still 24. <laughs> I mean, same. Like turning 26 or 27, I feel puts me in this different bracket in terms of how I feel like I'm supposed to behave. Because I've always, I've always felt like I've had young energy, and I try to keep the young energy. Mm -hmm. Me too. And the young energy, frankly, is not going anywhere. And, and also, I apologize for people who are listening to the podcast who hate listening to people eat. You know, this is what it is, the birthday episode. I'm going to eat my cake. No, I'm God digging it. it. Yeah, keep going. Thank you. Thank you. And for the people uh, out there no, that like you. that, this is for you. You're yeah. welcome. ASMR, baby. Uh, I, I've, always, <laughs> I've always tried to keep a young energy. And I, that young energy is not going anywhere. But I also feel that I have this obligation to mature up. I don't mm -hmm. know if you had the same thing when you guys turned 27, but I feel like 27, for some reason, feels different than 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I think 25 was a big one, but that was because that was the year I left IGN and the kind of funny thing started. And that really mm -hmm. forced a grow up that I didn't expect. Also, that's when I met Gia. Whole bunch of things changed. You know what I mean? But twenty-seven mm. bless, I feel it. This is your year. You've had great years, but this one's about to be the best. Oh, the best. What is, mm -hmm. do you have? What's your What's your random advice for the year twenty-seven? What is the thing I need to do this year? This year, you need to make the blessing show the best thing you have ever produced in your life. Something oh, yeah. that you are so proud of because you've already done that. But I know that you have been stewing in your mind and you're working on some stuff. And I, I'm not going to give away all the, all, the, oh, the secrets yeah, all the secrets to the people. But we've been talking about some projects that you're thinking about working on. And I am extremely excited to see them. And I think that this might be your greatest work yet. So oh, that yeah. is what I want to see from you this year. That's the advice is to just keep going down the path you're going because you're kicking fucking ass and you're about to take over the world. Tim, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thank you, everybody, for the birthday wishes. And Tim, I got to shout out your SmackDown bomber jacket. I shouted it out before Thank the you. show. Thank but you. I got to make sure to shout it out on the show because it is fresh as fuck. This is the, the OG this SmackDown is one of the logo, best baby. looking KFGDs we've done in a while. Look at this. Look at this. He's showing it off. He's turning around. Got the old school SmackDown logo on there. Wow. Hell yeah. You're Love looking good, to too. The Polo King, baby. Thank you, you bring man. the polos back? I'm bringing polos we, back, man. A lot of people are going to be like, Kanye. oh, they, they never went away. Yes, they did. <laughs> but no, Bless is bringing them back, and I'm happy they about did. that. They did. Yes. But enough about that. Tim, let's talk mm -hmm. about the next Dead Space 
being a remake, Rockstar's co-founder starting a new studio, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show here's the thing mm-hmm. Greg miller did a phenomenal job with the chocolate cake with the strawberry mm-hmm. all right kind of funny i appreciate I, I appreciate the fact that we're willing to put in the the kind of funny patreon money into getting us cake i will say mm-hmm. i am jealous of kevin's cheesecake Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Kevin got cheesecake, and cheesecake is my favorite dessert by far. I mean, cheesecake cheese, is on another level. The best. What it's I appreciate, the best, hands down. what it I is. appreciate about both cheesecake and pumpkin pie is that you can eat it oh or just suck it. Yes, you know what I mean. You're exactly I right. Hate you. I hate. You. I know Why exactly what you mean. Why do you have to ruin? <laughs> you just slurp things. that thing up. You slurp it up, guys. You just Come slurp on. it up, God, it's and so it's great. Nasty. Housekeeping for you, uh, this Monday we are off for 4th of July weekend, so don't expect any shows to go live or live recordings to take place on Monday. Instead, PS Love You XOXO is recording this afternoon, so get your questions and write-ins, uh, write-ins in ASAP. Uh, we're talking about all the big acquisitions along with all the big PlayStation news of the last week, and also we're talking about Chicory, A Colorful Tale, and that'll go live at the regular time on Tuesday next week, but get your write-ins in as soon as possible. I'm sure there'll Thank be no door. breaking news that completely fucks up the episode. Of course. Uh, oh, yeah, not at all. I got to ask, since when can beggars be choosers? I, I, I just got a haymaker from Blessing of like, hey, this is awesome. Good job, Greg, but it should have been a cheesecake. And then he moves on. That was it. It was like a cover. He did not need to put that out into the world on his birthday, but he did. Also, Tim, this is an amazing jacket. Where did you get it? Thank you. Chalkline. They make Holy a bunch of, of super crap. dope stuff. If you're not familiar with Chalkline, they, they do really cool WWE stuff, Nickelodeon stuff, Power Rangers, Street Fighter, like a ton of licensed stuff. Very, very cool. Very loud bomber jackets. But I, I really appreciate, obviously, the, the colors of this. I mean, uh, normally I have my kind of funny games daily show colors here. You know what I'm talking about? Like, sure, boom. Sure. Like yeah. that. But no, today, the, actually, this looks pretty good. I'm going to keep it like this. Yeah, it looks awesome. Hey, uh, awesome. Greg Miller, you, you nailed it. Uh, this whole house is happy you. with you. Lots of people good. are going to be enjoying it. I, I appreciate, appreciate the that. cupcakes, Greg. This was this no was problem. fantastic. The whole yeah, really household it up with a birthday boy. And I, no, and I do like the cake. That's the thing. That's that's why I made the earlier clarification. Listen, this was like, good, out, but it could have been funny. better. That's you great. know, you kill, great. Greg, you killed it. You know, I love chocolate cake. I love strawberry. I'm just saying that like cheesecake is my favorite of all time. So I'm kind of I'm just jealous of Kevin. Year. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. This is great. You got a whole year to stew on this. Is what I'm saying, Greg. By the time we get to July second, 2022. All right. I appreciate it, though. See you at PS. Love you. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Donovan Harkness and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Credit Karma, Freshly, and HelloFresh. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some birthday news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, Tim uh, a little bit ago, a few weeks ago now, we had a report about a new Dead Space seemingly in the works over at EA. We got further clarification from Jeff Grubb at GamesBeat that th- that that this next Dead Space is a full remake. Uh, he, he put out the article over on GamesBeat. It reads like this. 
Electronic Arts has Star Wars Battlefront 2 co-developer Motive working on a new Dead Space game. Eurogamer and Gamatsu first reported the existence of the game, and GamesBeat can confirm parts of what each outlet has heard. While a new Dead Space is coming, Motive is rebooting the franchise with a full-fledged remake. I've reached out to EA for comment and will update the story uh, with any input from the publisher. For its Dead Space game, Motive is taking notes from Capcom's recent Resident Evil remakes. Like Resident Evil 2 Remake, uh, expect the next Dead Space to use the original game as a strong foundation. But it should also have modern visuals, and it'll likely bring in new gameplay mechanics inspired by other entries in the franchise. And speaking of Capcom, it is likely a major reason a new Dead Space is even happening. While EA has led its horror franchise wither, the Resident Evil series is larger than ever, and Capcom has provided an easy blueprint for EA to follow. EA has likely also warmed back up to the idea of producing single-player adventures after the, after the success of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. The publisher has, sta- has made statements in the recent past about shifting its focus to live service games, and that was part of a deliberate decision to invest less in single-player experiences following poor results from Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Developer Dice created Mirror's Edge Catalyst, and that game came out, or that game came and went for EA. The next year, Dice released. I thought that was it. Uh, that game came out, and that game came out, <laughs> which you know it which... did. It came out. It came out. Some of us played it. I beat it, and it was what it yeah. was. Uh, but that game came and went for EA. The next year, Dice released Star Wars Battlefront Two, which was even more of a disaster at launch. And yet, as a service, Dice was able to turn that game into a success over time. EA will still pursue in in live service games, uh, but now it may also turn to single-player franchises like Dead Space, Dragon Age, and Mass Effect to, diver- to diversify beyond that business model. Tim, a Dead Space game that is taking inspiration from the RE remix, what does that do for you? Everything. Yesterday, bless, Greg and I were doing kind of funny games daily, and we talked a little bit about the Dead Space rumors, EA rumors as a whole, uh, and specifically like what we wanted to see from Dead Space. And Greg was talking about how he he thought that this was going to be more of a reimagining of a like kind of like semi reboot type thing, and I was saying that I would be most interested in exactly what they're describing here, which is essentially Resident Evil Two, Tony Hawk's One Two type remake, where maybe even some Final Fantasy Seven inspiration, not as off the wall crazy with changes, but like the idea of taking the core of what we loved so much about the original, but then modernizing it and making it not just modernizing it and then making it prettier and feeling better to play away, but making it feel like a brand new video game in the way that Resident Evil 2 was debatably my game of the year, the year that it came out, yeah. you know, the the remake. And it's like, it was because of what it did uniquely, not just what it did to remake the original classic. So to me, this is perfect. This is a talented team working on a franchise I love. And there's an established couple years that we've had now of expectations for this type of remake for them to knock it out of the park and for it to be an amazing standalone entry in these classic IP franchises. So very excited about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think this is a very exciting prospect. It's it's interesting and fun that video games have come such a long way to now we're at the place where we're going back, reaching into, into the bag of older classic games and making them new again in a way that is unlike any other medium, right? Like RE2 Remake, for me, jumping into it as a new game, right, is a, is a was a felt like a, like a completely new game that didn't feel like I was playing a classic game that didn't feel like I was playing the original RE2, which I would often start up, be like, oh wow, this is old, and then peace out from. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that you can take something that's old, make it brand new, and make it stand out in that way, where cool, yeah, like we don't have to worry, we don't have to worry about 
old video game standards. We don't have to worry about uh, archaic systems. We can we can inject newness into the into this and still maintain the excitement and hype and nostalgia people have for the original meanwhile polishing up to make it something brand new i think it's really cool and really awesome and i think we're gonna we're gonna continue to see more of this right we've seen it from resident evil we've seen it from mass effect legendary edition this year which wasn't as dynamic of a hey let's rearrange this thing but still added enough to the mass effect games that made them feel modern enough that they were a blast to go back to and play and we talked about it a little bit with even Silent Hill with uh, uh, the rumored stuff with, um, uh, or not rumored, but the report that Bloober team is working with Konami to, to work on one of their franchises, right? Like, if that's a Silent Hill remake, that could be a perfect fit. And so, like, I, I think this would be a phenomenal idea, and I think a lot of people would look forward to something like this. Absolutely. I mean, you, you brought up that, like, this is a uniquely video game thing. I think that in this moment in time, it definitely is with the unique factor being the quality, right? Movies do it all the time where you see kind of remakes or reboots or whatever it is. But it's funny because when you look at Hollywood, there were so many movies from, like, the classic uh like old school era of like the 40s through 70s where movies were made i'm not even say 70s 40s through 60s probably where there were movies but then the 80s and 90s remade them and we didn't even know they were remakes so so many movies were classics in the 90s that actually were reimaginings of older movies and those became classics whereas then we hit this point in the early 2000s where those 80s and 90s movies are being remade and more often than not that's not good uh right and we saw that a lot with video games too but it's kind of been the reverse where i think that uh, a lot of bad video game reimaginings and and reboots um kind of got out of the way and now there's an understanding of how to do it and i think that there is this unique thing to video games where they're they've aged differently like movies have been around yes. for you know decades on decades on decades whereas video games are still relatively new having said that we're getting to a point that we have had multiple generations of consoles where we're talking about resident evil 2 remake right that's a playstation 1 game from 1998 that got brought into the modern times dead space was a 360 game yep <laughs> right like, like that game is barely is over a decade over uh decade old but even saying that it's a decade old it is now yeah. two generations ago in video games so it's like there's just what a classic game means has changed and it's going to continue to change where all of a sudden there's going to be retro means something totally different than it used to mean because time yeah yeah and that's that's the exact, exact thing that i think is uniquely video games is the fact that video games age in such a different way than something like film where yeah we get film remakes and we're like you know Oftentimes I'll watch a film that's a remake and not realize that it's a remake, right? Or not even care that it's a remake, right? I don't have the nostalgia for the original work because the original work would have been maybe decades and decades and decades ago. Whereas to your point, Dead Space is a game that came out on the 360, right? Like Dead Space is a game that I remember having friends playing when I was in high school, right? And hearing all about and watching reviews for, and I was still very much you know like coherent and like it, I, I was in the i was in uh into the video game space at the time dead space was coming out and was becoming a franchise the fact that we're here and we're probably about to get a remake that is going to modernize it in a way that's going to make it a dynamically different game but m make it in a way where it it is harkening back and pulling on those nostalgia strings that people who love dead space are going to get to me, it's just such a such an incredible thing. It's such a cool thing. It's such a video game thing that you can do that so quickly because things things move so faster for video games in terms of what the standards are and and what modern means, uh, yep. which I think is really cool. Do you think this leads oh. to new Dead Space? Or like, actually, let me, let me rephrase that question. What do you think? What do you think this leads to in terms of 
the progression of Dead Space? Do you think we get a remake of Dead Space One, then a remake of Dead Space Two, then three, and then they go, then they keep going, or do you think they remake the entire trilogy as one game and then move forward? Or what do you no. think? No, I. It's, it's complicated because I think we have to look at this franchise by franchise and there is no pattern that we can really look at, uh, especially when we're talking about EA, which haven't really done this yet. But um, I think that when people are nostalgic about Dead Space, it's really the one and two. There are people that like three, but one and two are the ones that everyone really kind of leans on. I could see this end up being a remake of one and two as one game. I think the most likely outcome is it is just one. And I predicted this for Resident Evil 2 remake, and I was wrong. So I don't know why I'd predict it here. But I, I can see them using this as kind of a new jump-off point for new sequels that are just sequels to the remake, not sequels to that aren't remakes of two and three they're new two and threes you know what i mean yeah like it's it kind of like the halloween movies the current halloween movies where it's like all right it's it's a, the 2018 halloween's a sequel to the first halloween movie but it's pretending all the other ones didn't happen and now there's more sequels happening i could see that going down and i think that that might be the best call mm -hmm. do you think there's any chance they do the direct resident evil thing that they're doing which is Hey, let's just re let's remake Dead Space One and then put out a Dead Space Four that is being developed or being co-developed, maybe developed by a different studio that is the next step forward, and then we go back to remaking Dead Space Two. Do you think there's any worth nah, in that? I, I I mean I think that there is worth. I don't think that I think that that is the least likely scenario. Mm -hmm. Like I think that by, by the time we got to Dead Space Three, I know people did not like that game as much as the earlier one. Yeah, exactly. So I I can see them. I mean, it's all based on the success of this and if the, the game is good and all that, of course. But I, I can imagine, I think the most likely scenario is either a Dead Space 2 remake after this or like a la Resident Evil 2 and then 3 yeah. or just a brand new entry that is just a, a sequel to the new remake. Mm. Tim, let's talk about story mm -hmm. number two. Rockstar's co-founder Dan Hauser has founded a new studio. This is Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. Rockstar co-founder co Dan Hauser has formed a new studio following his departure from the Grand Theft Auto maker last year. As spotted by users on GTA forums and French publication Rockstar Mag, last week Hauser registered a new, a new UK company called Absurd Ventures and Games, which was officially incorporated on June 23rd. According to his listings on Companies House, the UK's registrar, uh, registrar of companies, Absurd Ventures and Games, Nature of Business is listed as ready-made interactive leisure and, and entertainment software development, suggesting the company could be another game studio. However, on February 17, 2021, Hauser registered a, a separate company in the U.S. called Absurd Ventures LLC, as well as Absurd Ventures and Games LLC on the same day, suggesting the operation may not be limited to the video games industry. Parent company Take-Two announced in February 2020 that Hauser was set to leave Rockstar on March 11, 2020, following a, quote, extended break beginning in, in spring of 2019. The British writer, producer, and voice actor co-founded Rockstar in 1998 alongside his brothers Sam, Terry Donovan, and Jamie King. Dan Hauser was a key figure behind many of the company's most successful titles, having written or co-written almost all of the games in the Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption series, as well as Bully and Max Payne 3. Hauser's most recent titles, Grand Theft Auto 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2, have alone sold a combined 150 million units. Tim. What does this do for you? Stirred Ventures in Games is such an awesome name. It's kind of like us mm -hmm. wanting to name kind of funny quality internet videos. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah.
Yeah, this is an interesting one. I, I wonder. I when Dane Houser left Rockstar, name. I would have. I would have liked quality. What was that? Quality internet videos. Quality internet videos. With I would have loved that name for kind of funny company name. <laughs> that would have been dope. That would have been dope. That's a missed opportunity right there. Uh, but like when when Dane Houser left Rockstar, I assumed that I was it. I thought yeah, he was like peacing out. I didn't think he would he would get back into it. So this yeah. is interesting to see. It is interesting, and I, you know, I think a lot of it has to say because if I remember correctly, when he left, it was very much a "Hey, I've done a lot. I want to spend time with my family. Like this, you know, this is where I'm at in my life." And I think a lot of that comes with, especially with the last couple of years of how they've been. You kind of sit sit there and start thinking, okay, what what's going to make me happy? And you know, maybe doing this is the thing that he needed, where like he had a a, a itch that needed to be scratched. Yeah. That's the same that's the same read I have on it too. Where you look at Dan Hauser, you look at his position at uh Rockstar has been and it has been writing, co-writing, you know, writing Grant's Auto games, Red Dead Redemption games, uh Bully Max Payne 3, right? It's him doing voice acting work. It's him doing very creative things for Rockstar. And I can very easily see somebody being at a company for as long as he's been at Rockstar and being like I feel uh uh I, f- I feel like I've, I'm at a standstill creatively. I feel like I am not doing as much as I want to be doing anymore, especially now that Rockstar as a company has grown from the PS2 era of doing what felt like was a billion games, right? Like a bunch of Grand Theft Auto games, Bully, Max Payne, The Warriors, uh, Rockstar's table yeah. tennis for the PS3. Hell and yeah. Just, just a, a deluge of different titles going into the ps ps3 era making uh a few less games but still putting out you know a relatively decent output of games between red dead and and others but then you get into the ps4 or yeah ps4 era and it's like we put out red dead redemption 2 as a new game and that's it and for what gta online is you know you imagine that a lot of the writing efforts at rockstar going into that specifically because they're always making new expansions and they're working on new story content for online specifically and I could easily, easily, easily see somebody at that point being like, I like I'm Dan Hauser. I have so much ability to to write and I have like so much to give and I'm stuck doing GTA online, Red Dead, and now probably more GTA with GTA six coming someday, maybe in 2025. I can easily see I can easily see that being the point where somebody is like, I'm burnt out, I don't want this anymore, piecing out and then realizing actually I do want this. I just want to do this on my own terms and then starting a new studio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to whatever this is. You know, I'm I, I'm a big fan. I, I like the writing in the GTA games. I like the writing in Rockstar games, especially great. the classic writing in, in Rockstar games. I think it's great. Uh, and so I look forward to to seeing what they put out. Um, I hope it has some PS2 Rockstar energy. That's what I want. <laughs> Tim, let's talk about mm-hmm. story number three. Skyward Sword is getting a bunch of quality of life improvements. Thank this is God. Damien McFerrin at Nintendo Life. Thank God, indeed. The Switch release of Legend of Zelda uh, Skyward Sword HD, almost said Breath of the Wild, is almost upon us. And Nintendo has already mentioned that this update will include several quality of life improvements over the Wii original. Today, the company has released a new trailer that outlines precisely what those improvements are. Here's the official word direct from Nintendo. Uh, you're getting optional help from Fee. Fee only repeat. Uh, fee is the correct pr- pronunciation of that, right? It's not like five. 
Fiona. Yeah, I, sure I never finished Skyward Sword, so I don't know what the like who. It's like, Fee. It's Fee. Okay, it's Fee. Cool. Fee only appears in cutscenes or when or when necessary, and can otherwise be summoned manually to, to provide advice or guidance. You're also getting enhanced frame rate. The game runs at 60 frames per second, resulting in smoother gameplay. You're getting uh, a fast forward dialogue option. Text shown on screen can be fast forwarded by pressing the B button. You're also getting streamlined item information. Explanations for collectible items such as insects and materials only appear the first time the item is collected. Thank Stop right God. there. Stop right there, bless. Oh my God. This just made Skyward Sword at least one point higher on every review scale. I can't believe it. This is it. This is such a great change. One of the greatest fixes in a remake of a video game of all time or a port or whatever the fuck you want to call this. Yep. Shout out to you. Thank you, Nintendo. Yeah, like that is a godsend. That's always been for me a pet peeve of of Zelda game, like classic Zelda games, is that exact thing. And then Skyward Sword, for the little bit of play, I played a Skyward Sword. That immediately was the thing that I noticed that got on my nerves. I was like, okay, I know what this rupee is. I, I know, know, I know how much currency I'm getting from this rupee. Please stop telling me. And so thank God, uh, you're also getting skippable cutscenes. Cutscenes can be skipped by pressing the minus button. Uh, an autosave feature, and then skippable tutorial dialogues. The introductory player tutorials have been refined to be less intrusive. Tim, these are all great fixes. It yep. feels like Nintendo is very self-aware about Skyward Sword and its faults and how to port it correctly, and so I'm all about this. Yep, very interested in uh, seeing the the takes on this game, on, the, on this version of the game when it comes out in a couple weeks because Skyward Sword, definitely one of the more divisive entries in the Zelda franchise. And um, I I really am interested if people give it another like honest, fair shake and and see where, where they come down on it. And I wonder where where the actual quality of the game lies when you take away all the of these problems. The you, when you solve that, it's like, okay, cool, what's left? you know we'll see we'll see do you did you uh play all the way through the original skyward sword when yes. it came out yeah what what's your excitement level for this remake are you gonna play through it uh i mean i'm honestly not that stoked for it it's just kind of mm-hmm. like skyward sword was never my favorite game because of all the stuff but also because of other things i liked the motion control stuff like i liked the up and down left and right and stuff like it never really bothered me i just thought that there was a lot from the game where visually i was never really into the the look of it because i liked wind waker's look i never had a problem with the cell shaded i thought it was cool from the beginning i liked the twilight princess look of the grim dark everything is christopher nolan style yeah. skyward sword just kind of felt like a weird in the middle watercolor yeah, thing that, that didn't have an identity that i vibed with and i think was kind of then perfected in breath of the wild where i'm like oh this is what you wanted skyward sword to look like you know um but i'm interested in it just not excited for it if that makes sense but i think they're making a lot of really good changes here yeah i'm weirdly excited for it you know the original i tried out and i i fell off of after quite a few hours and i just did not like it i didn't like the motion controls i didn't like the uh a lot of the mechanics of it i didn't like how slow paced it was and it seems like the the dialogue stuff and the skippable stuff that's being implemented is going to help a lot with that Mm -hmm. Uh, and so i'm looking forward to that but you know i'm really i'm weirdly excited for it to jump in one because it seems like there's going to be connections to breath of the wild 2 that could be really cool uh, yeah. and so i want to see that through through but then also breath of the wild you know as much even though breath of the wild is maybe my favorite game ever and i absolutely love breath of the wild it was a different zelda game and i i've been having that itch to get back to something that is more classic totally. 3d zelda and skyward sword seems like a good opportunity to do that and so i'm looking forward to it for that mm-hmm. 
can't wait for it tim mm-hmm. of course people can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where they can get the show ad free but guess what if you're hearing this part of the show that means that you didn't so here are some ads This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Our next sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, why it's Freshly. Dinner time can be chaotic, but with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off of you. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door, no cooking required. Uh, your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage baked penne, or chicken pesto bowls ladies and gentlemen my father's birthday just came and went and guess what i got him a subscription to freshly each and every week i go in and pick the six meals that'll be delivered to his door and he loves them they're easy he doesn't have to think he just gets to come home pop the food in and have a good night right now freshly is offering our listeners 40 dollars off their first two orders when you go to freshly.com slash games stop stressing about dinner go to freshly.com slash games for 40 dollars off your first two orders that's freshly.com slash games for $40 off your first two orders. And our final sponsor of the day is HelloFresh. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. Try HelloFresh's quick and easy meals, 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and more easy options uh, that are perfect for your lifestyle. Of course, you know I love to cook, and one of the things that got me cooking, of course, was programs like this. You don't have to worry about going to the store. Everything comes to you. You make the meals you want. You learn some new cooking techniques. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash kfgd14 and use the code kfgd14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kfgd14 and you can get 14 free meals plus free shipping uh hellofresh america's number one meal kit uh sam i want to try the strawberry oh berry this This is your day man kevin how's the cheesecake by the way uh, I'm like deep into uh, Lucho's. What is this? Chili Killies. Breakfast burrito? No, Chili Killies. I went to Chili Killies. Every mm. once in a while, you gotta get the Chili Killies. So, like at the moment, I I just I don't I don't have the like mind share for it. But like probably at midnight, I'm gonna go to it with a spoon, and just I I I can already just hack tell it's that good. thing. Yeah, I can already tell it's good. It's got it's like a cute size, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like if I ate it by myself. I wouldn't feel too guilty, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna share it. Don't worry. <laughs> Wait, what kind down. of cheesecake is it? Is it just plain? It's cheesecake? just a regular New York style cheesecake. 
beautiful. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Every all cheesecake is good cheesecake, and so that's, that sounds appetizing right there. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Story number four: id Software is shelving Doom Eternal's invasion mode and is making a horde mode instead. Uh, this comes directly from their Twitter. Uh, Doom Eternal's multiplayer invasion mode, which would have would have let players invade other players' campaigns uh, as demons, has been, actually this is not directly from their Twitter. I definitely took this from an article, and so I'm gonna copy and paste this into Google, figure out who I got it from, and then I'm gonna cite them as I'm going through this. Uh, I got this from Polygon. It's from Polygon. Doom Eternal's multiplayer invasion mode, which would have let players invade other players' campaigns pains as demons has been shelved according to an update from id software executive producer marty stratton instead id is focusing its efforts on a new single player horde mode for doom eternal and a refresh of battle mode the 2v1 multiplayer experience that pits two player controlled demons against the doom slayer this part is from their twitter quote as many are aware we intended to release a free invasion mode update for the game however the unforeseen consequences of the pandemic and remote working impacted the progress of development for this edition however this time or actually over this time uh we've also seen and heard how many of you enjoy the range of gameplay and combat available in the expansions and master levels with these factors in mind we have we have decided to redirect our focus from from invasion mode to creating a totally new single player horde mode we're confident this horde mode uh we're we're confident this horde mode will offer you more of the diversity and challenge you're looking for in the game in addition the team continues to work on a refresh of battle mode that includes a more competitive rank-based structure a number of gameplay and balance updates and another new map we expect to share more information at quakecon in august go get them tim did you, you play doom right when that came out last year no oh no, you I didn't. didn't i played oh, maybe I an hour and a half of it the intro was fucking awesome oh yeah doom is incredible i i missed out on some of the dlc but from what i from what i see what i hear the dlc is pretty all right um but i, I was getting my know. ass kicked too much where i was just like oh shit and also the, it was uh right when ori was out as well it there was, was a lot was going on time. at the same time it so. was that it was ori and it was final fantasy 7 remake all yes that same, oh that's that what it season. was that's what it was i yeah. was on that and then also there was animal crossing which i wasn't on but yes never forget there was Damn. a lot last year Human was animal crossing came out on the same day same day man yeah dude that was the spring like that was, that's a pretty un- underrated spring right there. That was a good time. We reviewed all those games pretty much in a row, and yeah. that was a great gaming time. We reviewed those games as the world went to shit. It was yes. like literally we reviewed Ori at the the, at studio, the studio, and then we reviewed Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal was one of the first pieces of content we made yep. working from home. It didn't even have video; it was just audio. <laughs> yep, yep. I'll never forget that. That was such. That was such a wild time, but at least we had video games to help us with the transition, exactly. which is hilarious. Uh, you know, like I'm always, I'm always a big fan of developers listening to the audience, getting a feel for what people actually want and actually enjoy, and then shifting with that. And this seems to be mm-hmm. exactly that. And so these all seem like exciting changes. Go get them, Doom Eternal. Story number five: There's a cool new game from Flying Wild Hog. Uh, Kevin, I got a link to the reveal trailer for this game. It's a game called Space Punks that. I watched the trailer of this morning and I was like, you know what? We're talking about this on the show because this game actually looks pretty dope. I'm pulling from Matt Perslow at IGN who writes an article titled Space Punks is Diablo meets Borderlands from the Shadow Warrior team. It reads like this. Jagex and Flying Wild Hog have announced Space Punks, a cartoon style action RPG set in an irreverent sci-fi world. The announcement comes in trailer form, which shows off the game's four playable characters. First up is Duke, a Star-Lord-like handsome spaceman with a minigun. He's joined by three as-of-yet unnamed friends, the crazy one, who is a pigman with twin blasters, uh, the smart one, who is 
who is a sort of mantis-like alien who can warp dash through enemies and deploy bomblets in the scary one, a woman with shadowy tentacles that can sprout from her back and stab enemies. While the visual style immediately calls to mind Borderlands, the game is played from an isometric perspective and seems to share some common ground with the likes of Diablo and Path of Exile, just with a lot more guns. There appears to be a looting system with brightly colored items, and each character seems to have, have a variety of abilities alongside melee and ranged weapons. It's a co-op action RPG set in space with zany characters, with zany characters uh, then, and aside from a website, playspacepunks.com. For now, that's as much as we know. Jagex, the minds behind RuneScape, is on publishing duties while Flying Wild Hog is developing. The Polish developer is best known for its frantic first-person shooters, Hard Reset, and Shadow Warrior. It is also developing Evil West, which appears to be goth doom from the trailer. Uh, Kev was just showing it a minute ago. Yeah, looks game like looks really Helldivers. cool. Helldivers. Yes, that's what I was going to mention earlier. That the game, the, game fun the article says uh, Borderlands meets Diablo, but when I watched it, I was like, no, this seems like Borderlands meets Helldivers, which yeah. is a Greg Miller special right there, if I've seen it. Absolutely. One. That's cool as hell. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, I want to. I definitely want to try that out when it comes out. I don't think it has a release date or anything yet, but looks really cool. I I love the work that uh, Flying Wild Hog has done on on Shadow Warrior. I know. Shout out to Emmett Watkins Jr. He's the biggest Shadow Warrior fan I know. Uh, from playing from playing a little bit of Shadow Warrior, the game seems really awesome, and as a dev, they seem pretty cool. And so, uh, bless as a little birthday present to you, Kev. Yeah. Can you bring up what I just slacked you? Um, a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Rami Ismail uh, tweeted a trailer for a video game that blew my mind. And I, I made a note to myself to watch it on Games Daily the next time I was on with you. And I kept forgetting. Oh, but now go. it's your birthday. And so let's just watch this trailer together, everyone. It's okay. a minute and a half. Uh, is this a joke? Like, is the quality a it's joke really, in this? It's really blurred out. I don't Wait, know why it's so it's bad. Like, it's so bad. Oh. I've seen this one. <laughs> oh, it kicked in, Kev. It should look better now. It sounds it better, at least. It, uh, it, looks, it looks slightly better, yeah. Yeah, so this, for audio listeners, this is a... Oh, no. Oh, no, it went back to pixel, pixelization. I'm, this is I'm, a game that basically looks like Pokemon. Just, yeah, just let it play out. It's okay. Pokemon with guns and yeah. labor. <laughs> so that's the thing. This You watch this, you're like... Oh, this is, this looks like a, a Pokemon ripoff. Like that's kind of cool, I guess. And then as the trailer goes on, it just gets more and more insane. <laughs> Why do they have guns? What and, like the they're fuck real is looking happening? guns that look like a, like like a mach submachine gun. Like that's obviously Gyarados. He's <laughs> without any fox, you know. And they fuck. And they turn into a third-person shooter. Using a Marip as what is <laughs> what is basically a Marip as a shield, and they are really gunning each other down in this game, like really yeah. gunning each other down. Look at this! They're slave labor freaking Pokemon <laughs> making guns. What the fuck is this? It's an electro buzz. <laughs> They're using what looked like an Electabuzz as Electabuzz as Gengar. <laughs> Electabuzz Gengar as third person like oh my cover. god oh my did you god. see that they Hold just on. killed an entire ocean <laughs> <laughs> nintendo is going to sue the fuck out of these people <laughs> how oh, world but it's funny because like i definitely would love to try that you know like, <laughs> like that's that it's... seems weird but also i feel like I, I might be able to enjoy that 
absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh, absolutely that's for sure insane. what they're going for. They're going for the shock factor. And let me tell you, it's working a little bit. Yeah, I'm blown away. Kevin's I'm blown away. away. I'm shocked as fuck. Kevin's old. Pal world. Yeah, you love and or hate to see it. I can't tell. Last news story for you, story number six. Don't expect Dragon Age or Mass Effect at EA Play this year. Bioware tweeted this out yesterday. Quote, we're hard at work creating the next at Dragon Age and at Mass Effect games and have some exciting stuff uh, coming to Swartor this year. While we won't be showing anything at EA Play Live, be sure to check out our Swartor, that's Star Wars The Old Republic, live stream at 12 p.m. Pacific time today for info on what's to come. And so... Not surprising, but you know it's it's good that they're keeping our our expectations uh, in check for what to expect at EA Play Live. Uh, and looks like the Swar Tour fans are going to be ha- having a great day. That was like having a great time. Right? That was yesterday. Yeah, so, so I have no idea stuff. what they talked about. But okay, was it good sweater stuff, Cap? Did you check out? The I don't know. Stuff? I don't know. Like I I I come here for that sort of news, but. Uh... I mean, I'm gonna. I'll be I mean, I'm just, look, look, it, it I, could be, blessing, it could be the wanna... biggest sweater breaking news, and I don't think I would report on it. <laughs> Unless, like, bless. they're changing this, the game just, dynamically. I, I know you don't watch the show clearly because this was a breaking news story yesterday. So it's, I, it's not a big deal. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, not, thought... the, not the sweater stuff. The no, fucking. The, the, well, the sweater no, stuff. The dragon. Was... Yeah. This, they, <laughs> to be clear, the breaking news wasn't this. The breaking news was the the Dragon Age and Mass yes, Effect yes, stuff. Yes, but, oh, gosh, gotcha. But the news for the sweater is Star Wars The Old Republic will celebrate 10 years with epic Legacy of the Sith expansion. The critically acclaimed MMORPG will mark a milestone. They're doing some stuff. Cool. 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 Go get a sweater. Tim, mm-hmm. very excited to see what this sweater stuff ends up being, but... The actual expansion release is probably just so far away. It's probably not. They probably said when it is, but I just I don't care. If I wanted to come out to Mom Drop Shops today, where would I go? <laughs> the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. yeah. Out today we got the procession to Calvary for Xbox One. Treasure Hunter Simulator for Xbox One, Epistory, Typing Chronicles for the Switch, Mythic Ocean for the Switch, Colossus Mission for the Switch, Revolved and Co. for the Switch, Food Truck Arena for the Switch, Best Day Ever for the Switch, Stormfront, The Mutant War, Ubel Edition for the Wii U, and then Super, De- <laughs> Super Destronaut DX2 for the Switch. That okay. is an eclectic release date. Or release two, day. two things that I want, three things that I want to talk about. First, Food truck arena. I don't want to see a trailer. I just love that as a concept. Yes. Second, I don't know that there's a game that I want to play less based on its name than Typing Chronicles on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah, that doesn't do anything for you? Uh, dude, I read Typing Chronicles and I was like, yo, let's fucking go. That's a game of the year contender right there. I'm about to play the shit on out of On the Switch? Oh, man. There's Can you, no what, with the touch screen? There's a touch screen, man. Okay, great, great. That's a, the, <laughs> the, the ideal typing that's experience. Really, you're being really silly, too. Uh, a touchscreen on the Nintendo Switch. Switch. The beloved Switch mm-hmm. touchscreen that everybody mm-hmm. enjoys to type on. But then the last one I bring, want to bring attention to is Stormfront the Mutant War Ubel Edition coming to the Wii U. And I want to bring that up, obviously, because it's coming to the Wii U. That's yes. hilarious. But also, Stormfront is spelled S-T-U-R-M-F-R-O-N-T. Why is there a U? Is it because it's the Ubel Edition? U-B-E-L? What the fuck's a Ubel? I don't know, but I'm Googling <laughs> it. Don't, I'm go- I'm I'm googling it too. Ubel, because I want to get to the bottom. Man, of this. it means evil. It means evil in German. 
Yeah. Oh, Could have guessed that one. Smart. Could have guessed that one, Tim Tam. Evil mm. edition. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Well, how many copies? How many copies does this game sell on the Wii U? Thirteen. I'm gonna go with thirteen. <laughs> thirteen. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many numbers exist? Like infinite. Do you know how many numbers exist? <laughs> there are infinite numbers, and we said the name the same number. You know 13. what's funny, Bus? You know what's funny? I know why we both did it though, because there were why? 13 million Wii U sold. Oh yeah, so I guess that makes sense. I guess, oh, it was just I guess in that there. Up. It was in here somewhere, and we just had that moment. Oh, I we love both that. Reached into the bowels. I love that you're just like unlimited. Do you know how many numbers are out there? <laughs> Oh, there are so many numbers in the world. We both chose the same one. Uh, so go get them, Stormfront. It's still going to be a high seller on the Wii, though. I mean, given that. Uh, I actually do want to look they up. They sell 13 copies. That'll be, what, top 10 highest selling Wii U titles? Oh, for, I mean, of the week at, at the very least, yeah. <laughs> I do want to check out what Food Truck Arena is, Kevin, if that's possible. Because that sounds wild. And that sounds like a game that I'm either gonna, going to really be into or that's not going to be that great whatsoever. Uh, and I got to know which. I'll get in there. I'll get in there. Appreciate you. Do your thing. We have one new date for you. The The Witcher Monster Slayer, a free-to-play location-based AR RPG release on both iOS and Android on July 21st. How are we looking on a food tr- food truck arena? I don't understand arena? why. Like, you know things take time. Just relax. Yeah. Right? You know what? I, I'm In my mind, we had more new dates so I could have spent more time there, but then we only had one. <laughs> God, I love this. I hate this game. I gotta be honest. Oh my god! It's like Rocket League with ice cream trucks and pizza trucks. Yeah, but you're right. That's exactly what it is. This is Rocket League. Yeah. 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 But instead of it has it has half pipe ramps or quarter pipe ramps instead of like the full or arena vibe. Oh wait. Holy shit, this, this, oh, this, this it just took a twist. So it is Rocket League, but it's Rocket League from a different, like from a top, like top down perspective. Down. Oh, that's lame, dude. They were almost there. I was almost hyped for this. This oh still does God. look, this still does look a little bit fun. Yeah, that's I the, would, it I looks would try fun. this out. It looks horrible though. The little cinematic was like, oh, okay, this looks decent. But then you look at this, you're like, it has big mobile game vibes. Yeah, yeah this has me. huge mobile game vibes. Because like it looks like there's projectiles that the the uh, they got characters for the. <laughs> Did that pizza truck just? Yeah. You see that? <laughs> yeah, it's shit all over the Mozzarella. place. It, it shitted out, fucking like uh, marinara. Yeah. There's a, a oh, hibachi what? food truck by our new office, and uh, I'm really excited to someday go get hibachi food truck. That sounds fun. What is hibachi? Oh, yeah. um, is hibachi like... What's that one spot that everyone really likes? Is it Benihana? Yeah, Benihana. Like, well, how the legitimate... fuck is that a food Dude, truck? Hold on. So, like, I've driven by it a bunch of times. You know how normally they just have, like, a little window? It has a giant window, and it looks like there's a big-ass grill in front of it. I think the dude cuts it up and does, it like, a little show for you right there. That is Which, incredible. I'd be so really down cool. for uh, that sounds super cool. Oh, so that was that. a really weird trailer, though, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, did you was... see that one of the features was they have girls? Yeah, I saw that, too, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> in, a, in a food truck. Uh, I don't even. Video games. 
Yeah. yeah video video games. games, you're cool, but sometimes you make me question things. Yeah, sometimes you get weird. <laughs> Sometimes it get weird. Tim, people can go over, can go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where they can get the show ad-free, but they can also write in with their questions. And now they're gamer confessions, just like Emmett Watkins Jr. did. Emmett Watkins, Emmett Watkins Jr. writes in with a longer one and says, what's up, Blim slash Tess? First off, happy belated and current birthdays to both of you. I'm so glad to not only be fans of both of you, of both of you for the years, or of you both for years, but to be lucky enough to know you both personally. Proud of how far you both have come, and can't wait to see how bright your futures will be. But enough mushy stuff. As a gift for your special days, I'm offering myself up to be roasted for my gaming confessions. I have several, so feel free to skip around or save for a post show. If you guys want to, if you guys want to read all of this, at all. Lord knows I have way too many gaming travesties to list, but enjoy the ones I do. Have a great show in day, you two. And then Barry Watkins Jr. busts out a list for us. We have time, so we're going to go through this list, all right? Tim, are you ready? Mm -hmm. He starts off with this. I haven't played a single game in the following franchises. Metroid, Diablo, StarCraft, Silent Hill, Pokemon, Kingdom Hearts, Civilization, Warcraft, Splinter Cell, Fable, 2D Mario, and several more. Tim, what does that do for you? 2D Mario? <laughs> How? <laughs> How have you not played a 2D Mario game? I don't, I don't think that that's possible. Like, I understand if... No, I don't understand if they're not your vibe. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> so, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, like, look, this is a, a fairly shocking list. However, mm -hmm. a lot of this seems very PC-based, where I think a lot of yes. people kind of have some of these glaring omissions that uh, people would be, be shocked about um but yeah like and even then silent hill like to be honest isn't that big of a franchise like people love it but it's it is pretty niche overall yeah. um kingdom hearts is one of those things where you know i'm not surprised you either are in or you're not that is definitely a game of its time where it's like yeah if you were a 13 year old in, in 2013 you fucking played kingdom hearts but i'm sure there were a ton of people that just never jumped on that train um and then yeah splinter cell like if you weren't an xbox guy at the right time like there's a chance you just never got in and then didn't have a great entry point uh pokemon i don't know did you have a game boy there's a lot of questions yeah, here but this 2d mario is the one that i'm like that's crazy yeah 2d mario i feel like is a very di difficult one to avoid but for the rest of these i think these games speak to their audiences like these are games with big fan bases that die hard like kingdom hearts is a game that the Kingdom Hearts fan base is die hard for Kingdom Hearts, but Kingdom Hearts is also not a game where I'm like everybody must have played Kingdom Hearts. It's like no, the King people who love Kingdom Hearts have played Kingdom Hearts. Same with Civilization. Same with most of these games. Like, uh, I mean, you know, I'd say you're fine here. You're fine for the most part here. The second confession is this: my first Metal Gear Solid game was Metal Gear Solid Four, and I didn't understand why it was so highly loved, and have yet to find the motivation to play the earlier titles. Now that oh. is a travesty. I mean, that that's, is a travesty. You did this wrong. Like yeah. that's Metal Gear Solid Sad. Four is is only good if you've played the ones before it. Like it is just such a, and even then it's divisive. But like it is but, to me such a satisfying way to just tie up loose ends and answer it's, questions. I mean, it's like it's like watching Endgame without hundred percent watching any of the other MCU but movies like, where absolutely. you go in there and you don't get any of the the feeling right. Like yeah. you, like I think you can probably break down Endgame as as a standalone movie is like not a 10 out of 10, right? There's, so there's some glaring issues in that movie when it's taken, when it's taken out of context in context with the rest of the MCU, it's the fucking greatest thing of all time. Totally. That's MGS four. Absolutely. But like MG, like 
Metal Gear Solid Five, like the game plan that's so good that you could, right, get in there and not like care about the story For sure. and still feel. Yeah, like but we're talking about four. No, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure that our. Stance, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, like, you know, I mean, to be clear, Kaz. Four is the only one that I would say is that way. Like, I think all of the other ones I, I mean, are I, not I end game level. They're more like, you know, Ragnarok level where it's like you can jump into two and it's fucking sure. awesome. You can jump into three yeah. and it's fucking awesome just Tim, as a standalone. Where it's like, thank you for starting with two. Like, I appreciate. I know you did that for oh, me. And I two is fantastic. That. Oh, I did that two for Kat. Amazing. Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. Uh, Emmett's next one is this: the only Final Fantasy I've played is the demo for Dissidia One on PSP. And a sequel, which includes the first game. Uh, that's the only one I've purchased. I mean, that's that's pretty funny too. I mean, Dissidia is hype as hell if you're a Final Fantasy fan. Like, it was definitely like the first real crossover between all of them. And the cutscenes and shit were awesome. But yeah, I mean, again, I, that's fine. Yeah. There's a lot of good Final Fantasy games, but yeah, I don't think that one. I don't. I'm not going to shame you for that one, Bear. I'm not going to shame you. Uh, next one is Breath of the Wild is the only Zelda I've played, and I didn't enjoy how slow-paced it was. I still prefer Immortals to it, and I've long considered Darksiders 2 to be my favorite Zelda game. Well, you can't consider Darksiders 2 to be your favorite Zelda game if <laughs> Breath of the Wild is the only Zelda game you've played. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can, but it's like, all right, well, it's a weird take. Here, here's my thing. Breath of the Wild is one that I, I people have different tastes. It's, it's a teach their own kind of thing. I still get shocked when I hear people say that they liked Immortals more than Breath of the Wild. But I do know that that is a it is a highly a preference of the, the Ubisoft open world formula versus like the Nintendo mind state when they were making Breath of the Wild. Like uh, people like that structuredness, I think, of the Ubisoft checklist model of an open world. And how that feeds into Immortals. And I think that goes a long way into making that game work for the people who didn't like Breath of the Wild. Uh, that said, Emmett, you're wrong. And, you know, I'm ashamed of you. But I mean, some think? people prefer Pepsi over Coke. You know what I'm talking about? Fucking monsters. Yeah. God. But, like, in this, in this case, Coke is, like, objectively better than Pepsi in this case. Like, objectively. I, mean, I think in, in every case, Coke is objectively <laughs> better than Pepsi. That's hands down. God, Andy pisses me off. Emma's next confession is this. I've played every Call of Duty since Modern Warfare in 2007, but Infinite Warfare, the most infamous entry in the series, is my favorite. Now, this is a, this is an interesting one. This is See, what this I've never a, heard anybody say. Well, to me, I, I'm interested by this because I wouldn't say Infinite Warfare is the most infamous entry. I feel like it just kind of like it was there, but like... I, I, say, I feel like Ghost, Ghost was it. was lower regarded totally. than, Infinite, than Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Infinite Warfare had a campaign that people really liked, right? That was the one where you yeah. went, went to space and shit. Kid Harrington and all that stuff. Yeah. If you liked it, I mean, if you liked it for the campaign, I think you're fine. The multiplayer, you know, play some Black Ops, man. Expand your horizons a little bit. Play some Black Ops. Uh, and then the last confession goes like this. There are several mediocre or bad games that I think are legitimately great, including The Club, Kanan Lynch 2, Singularity, Prototype 2, Dante's Inferno, Binary Domain, Time Shift, DMC Devil May Cry, Warhammer 40k Space Marines, Guns Up, The Dead Island, and several more. When I think of Emmett Watkins Jr., I think of many things. I think mm -hmm. of the first event kind of funny ever did as the full kind of funny, which was Momocon back in 2015 uh, when, when I first met him. And he was a very positive force then. He's a very positive force now. Of course, mm -hmm. I remember him from the epic rap battles with you going into prom. Of but course. also, I think of 
these this level of games of course he loves these games this <laughs> he evan Watkins jr is a perfect example of the swimming in sevens baby like just have fun with video games like what you like okay. he fucking likes what he likes and he's unabashed about it and of course you think about playstation all-stars battle royale so there of you course. go anything of saints row 4 which i believe is his favorite game of all time you know like i, so I look at this list of, of games that you think are legitimately great and i judge none of them you mm-hmm. know like I had a fun time with with the time I spent playing Dead Island. Uh, uh, what was the other one I saw here? DMC Devil May Cry. Like I don't think that game's not a bad game. No, just not, it is, just wasn't a, a traditional Devil May Cry game. That is a great game, honestly. Yeah, I, I think out of all these, I think this one, this is the one that you should have the least shame shame for. In fact, all your confessions here, I I, I think you're fine. You know, I think these are fine, fine opinions to have. These are fine takes to have. Emmett Watkins Jr., I think you're in a good place. And you have maybe eclectic taste, but also it's fine taste. No, he has taste of somebody born in a very specific time. Everything he just said here says everything you need to know about the era he lived in. You know what I, I mean? mean? He didn't. He I, didn't like Breath of the Wild, and so I don't. I don't know if I can be all the way with you there. But you no, know, but I hear I'm what saying, you're saying. I'm saying it's like you know, we like. There's so many different generations that are nostalgic for like the random, off the beaten path games. Like, how many times oh, yeah. are we going to hear a certain group of people talk about Vanquish? We know, we get it. This is now that level of a different era of people talking about freaking Prototype Two. <laughs> Emma Watkins Jr. closes out by saying, that's all I can think of, but try to go easy on me if you if you please, and then runs for cover. Happy born day, y'all. Uh, Emmett Watkins Jr. Emmett Watkins, thank you so much for the write-in. You got nothing to be ashamed about. Go live your best life. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to squat up. Mick writes in with a squat up on Xbox and says, been gaming since the 70s, and now thanks to Game Pass, I've picked up my first Xbox in 20 years and fired up SSX. As fun as that was, I'm thinking I should try and use my my new Super X powers for something a bit more current. Perhaps even dive into some of that modern multiplayer like Sea of Thieves. But to do that, I need I need some new old school friends since the ones I have uh, since the ones I had from my Jade Empire days are long gone. I'm based in Europe, so I'm looking for some classic gamers who fit that time zone and also love stress free gaming. If you want to play some Sea of Thieves with Mick, you can add Mick on Xbox with the username. OG Mick Law. That is OG space Mick Law, all one word. Go have some fun. Sail the seas and sea of thieves. I have uh, a segment for one of those rotating segments. Uh, this is a required reading. I'm pulling from Rebecca Valentine, who wrote an article over on IGN titled Why Indie Publishers Are Fed Up with PlayStation. I'm going to include the link in the show notes and everything so you guys can go click over. Uh, it's a long article, and so I'll, I'm only going to read a small snippet of it, but I encourage everybody to go read it uh, because it's a very important article. Uh, we did not have time on KFGD to tackle this one, but we are going to talk a lot about it on PS Love You, and so check out that out there but the article starts off like this after a console generation which is seem which it seemingly abandoned indies in the face of overwhelming success of the ps4 it appears that sony struggled to court small developers is far from over a group of indie publishers have taken to twitter this week to express their frustrations with the console giant pointing out issues like its lack of communication frustrating bureaucracy issues with issues with discoverability and severe limitations on when and how games can be put on sale the conversation was kicked off by neon doctrine co-founder lane garner who wrote a twitter thread criticizing quote platform x which he said was a quote very successful console and does not have game pass end quote 
Garner's thread, which has been quote-tweeted by several indie publishers at the time of publication, affirming many of the issues he lists, criticizes the so-called platform access tools, communications, and interests in supporting indies. He calls out a lack of transparent processes, poor communication, an extremely limited ability to discount games, and an inability to get games pr promoted on the store without either obscure or expensive methods. Again, Rebecca Valentine got into her bag. She wrote a whole article. It's a longer one, but it is 1,000% worth the read. And so go over to IGN, give her the click, and tune in to PS I Love You, where we'll talk about this in the PlayStation updates. Tim, people can mm -hmm. go over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where they can write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and on li listening later on podcast services around the globe. Oh, let's see here. Let's see here. We got clarifications that we already got. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. We killed it, Blast. Yeah, we killed it. Yeah. No, like yeah. Always, no, man. All, all, we, yeah, we have no actual year wrongs here. Uh, Big Babaluga does shout out that it is also Barbara Dunkelman's birthday. Happy mm -hmm. birthday, Barbara Dunkelman. Big, Big shout out to Barb, man. Gotta love it. Twin. Gotta Me love and Barb it. are two days apart. That way, like, like you guys are both like, the same like age? actually two days. Like that's wild. Both in 1989. Mm -hmm. Really that's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Born in the same hospital. Same hospital. Not Whoa. true at all. Not true at all. <laughs> that was a lie. She's that was a lie. Definitely from Canada. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Greg hit me up and said it wanted me to pull this up earlier, mm -hmm. but I didn't see the message till now. So um, I mean. What's this? Oh, is this Xbox uh, dunking on him? You can click that Xbox tweet at the bottom right there. Of course, oh, yeah. of course Greg yeah. wished me a happy birthday on Twitter. Uh, and then I responded back, you know, thanking Greg and all that stuff. And then Xbox came through and they uh, they, they wished me a happy birthday. Uh, and they said specifically happy birthday to the actual uh, Halloween King. Thank you so much, Xbox. I appreciate that. Shout out. But but Xbox. then, but then uh, Kev, I, we can't read it. Can you read Greg's tweet and then Jason Triers, please? I subscribe to Xbox Game Pass, and this is how you treat me. At Jason Schreier, I got your next story. Big old game company bullies beloved internet personality. And then Jason oh my Schreier God. responds, I don't see Xbox bullying blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. God damn. I love him to God damn death. This ain't his week, man. This ain't he's getting dunked on left and left right. And right. <laughs> Thank you so much for the cake, Greg. I really appreciate it. Is it cheese cheesecake? No, but it is cake, and so I appreciate it nonetheless. Next week's hosts for kind of funny games daily go like this. On Monday, we're off for fourth of July weekend. Tuesday is Greg and Gary. Wednesday, it's me and Andy. Thursday, it's Greg and Tim. And on Friday, it's Greg and me. If you're watching this live on Twitch, after this is Doki Doki Literature Club featuring Mike, Nick, and Joey. So get hyped for that. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, Till next time, game daily.